0: All right. All right, Here, here we are, are again with, with the oh, Homefield Advantage podcast. This is Big Mo and I have Action Jackson here with me on a Tuesday night this week. Another little schedule change. Uh, to uh to talk some Arkansas sports, baseball, basketball, lacrosse. Do we have a lacrosse team? Anything but football, right, Jackson? I mean,
1: can we talk soccer, softball, uh swimming? I don't even know if we have a football team in Fayetteville anymore. Because um, what I what I uh, saw on Saturday was was definitely not football. I, I'm not sure what you categorize it as, but um, th- the positive thing is when I, when I hear that intro music, I automatically feel like a winner. You know, regardless <laughs> of what we're going to talk about, I just feel like a winner to <laughs> sit down with you to discuss games that we love and you know they finally did something right in Fayetteville with the firing of Dan Enos
0: oh, and
1: yeah. I'm, I'm curious with the
0: rest Praise of the Lord. If, we, if we were to win four games in a row why didn't we fire
1: him after the, the, the struggles earlier in the season you know I'm, I'm just I'm so puzzled and uh, you know we'll, we'll see what happens going forward and the good news is we don't have to worry about losing this week because we got the week off and I I'm so thankful to the Lord that we don't have to witness another loss this
0: week. That's true. That's true. We we will not lose this week. Uh although we do have the type of offense that might lose on a bye. I mean it's that's that it's that bad. Uh a bye week might beat us. We were so bad. But now let's let's be fair, Jackson. Uh not all of it was bad. Half of our team played some pretty darn good football. And and as you and me were talking off air, maybe one of our our listeners can can tweet us or uh, give us some statistics on when the last time the Arkansas Razorbacks held an SEC opponent to single digits in an entire game. Because I think it's been a while. And our defense was, again, Mississippi State did have a backup quarterback. And, you know, they're certainly not a, a an offensive uh, juggernaut, but they are an SEC team, and, um, and we held them to zero points in the second half. So there is some positives to take away from the game.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, and I, I've got to give credit where credit's due to, to Travis Williams and the defensive coaches because, and, and I want to say this, regardless of what happens the rest of the season, you know, who may lose their job or who may get fired, if, if, if Travis Williams is not on the Arkansas coaching staff next football season, we've made another mistake in in our coaching hires and our coaching debacles over the year. because what Travis Williams has done with this defense is, is, is just short of unbelievable because unbelievable is a hard word to use, but it's absolutely amazing what's happened with this defense. If you would have told me last week that we held an SEC team seven points, I would have said, guess what? For the first time in a long time, we won a football game. But guess what?
0: We didn't. <laughs> we didn't. didn't. When Cam Little is the
1: only point that you put on the board, it's probably not going to be a good afternoon. And He only got a shot at three, and I'm thankful that he hit that because it would have been an ultra it's supremely embarrassing Homecoming to get shut out. It would have been seven to nothing without kim Little.
0: It would have to get shut out. You're right. You're right. It could have been worse. And of course, that field goal was set up by the um, Razorback defense on, off of an interception, or else in we we quarter. probably would have gotten shut out
1: in the first quarter.
0: In the first quarter, <laughs> and then didn't score again for the rest of the game. I mean uh, uh the, the only positive for the for the fans i think uh, from an offensive point of view is the weather was good so if you're going to have to sit through that kind of just utter display of incompetence and at, it, l- at it, least have good weather and it and was it, it, and speaking of the fans you know this is the home field
1: advantage podcast. what would we be without the fans i want to just say this if you were a fan saturday if you were at reynolds razorback stadium and you were among the 70 plus thousand that were in attendance thank you for being a fan of the Arkansas razorback i just want to say thank you because i know it's tough. Seventy-one thousand five
0: hundred and five who went out there but honestly may not return anytime soon uh after after the performance they saw it but but let, let me put let me let me you know i have obviously a very negative view of the game and and it was a, an absolute disaster yeah. it was a disaster to lose to texas a&m seven to three it was there's oh, there's mississippi
1: state mississippi state correct yourself uh, we did not play texas a&m we, we, did, yeah. we did play mississippi state but and, and and i want to say though i mean the defense was good but how about the job of? I mean, the offense isn't going to do anything for you. So guess what, Max Fletcher? I hope you got your, your I hope you get your, your leg ice down this week and the off week because apparently, my friend, you and Cam Little are the two most valuable players on our team. You're going to punt the ball, and Little's going to kick field goals. That's yeah. our
0: offense.
1: That's our offense right now. But Max Fletcher, and I mean, I'm telling you, aside from just you know a handful of bad kicks, has been
0: outstanding. Outstanding, absolutely. Special the special teams has been a huge bright spot, and so has the defense. And that's the way you hold a team to seven points. You can't just play good defense. You also have to have a good kicking game, a good a good um, uh, return uh, defense game. You have to have good special teams to do that too. And we did have that, so that's positive. Uh, point I want to make though is defense kind of gets a bad rap because if we had lost imagine we had lost this game 45 to 42. i think a lot of people would say man that that's 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 a terrible game our, our defense let us down but we wouldn't be hanging our heads the way we are seven to three because if you score you at least got things to cheer about the, the fans get to cheer for six touchdowns if we put up 42 points and lost you know 45 to 42 That's true. but when you only score three points and you only hold them to seven i mean yeah you can cheer when you stop them on third down but it's not the same as a touchdown no it's definitely not and you know and you know <laughs> and the
1: thing is you know this, this week we don't even get to celebrate a moral victory we didn't no. even get a moral victory
0: big moment no even have a moral victory Saturday, regardless of
1: how good the defense played. I think you described it with, a, a, you want to throw that out there, a dumpster
0: fire? It, it's, it, 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 it I mean, has I'm become a dumpster brand. fire. It, it, it's, the it's, offense it's, it's, is a, it's, a it's raging dumpster, dumpster fire. Is a dumpster fire. Yes.
1: You know, And you don't, I mean, you don't even strike dumpster fires up until after Halloween, and Halloween hasn't even made it here yet, and we're already starting dumpster fires in Fayetteville. And... It's sad. I mean, wow! How how the mighty have fallen? You know, you, you you brought up just two years ago. We are two years removed from a nine and four season and a win in the Outback Bowl over Penn State, who is not too far away from sniffing the playoff right now. Even though they lost, that's where we've come from. Yes, two years removed. From a yes. We 1.0 away from winning 10 games. And now yes. we're on two and it just seems like we're stuck
0: on two. Let's let's remind our listeners, like you said, back in 2021 uh which was um what 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 year would that be for Pittman? Was that his second year at the helm? <laughs> yeah, second year at the helm, we beat the Texas Longhorns. We beat the Texas A&M Aggies. We beat the LSU Tigers, mm-hmm. and we beat the Missouri Tigers, and then we went and, and beat Penn State in a bowl game. Yeah, which
1: at one time, that was still considered a, a pretty
0: big bowl game. You know, the Outback Bowl is, the Outback. is not a bowl. I don't think, think do. they call it that anymore, so I, I'm no, not sure it's, what to call not it. Not even – that
1: was the last Outback Bowl that's ever going to be played unless they pick up another bowl game. You know, it, it's called something different now, but, I mean yeah. – two years removed from that and it, it, it feels like we're you know it just feels like that was so long ago now like how where, where do we go from here and I think I answered that off air you know how did we fix the defense yeah we, we changed defensive coaches but we went into the transfer portal and this is this is a missing chapter in this season how did we not know that our offensive line was so bad with Sam Pittman at the helm of this Razorback team. You go you go from a 9-4 season two years ago. We made a bowl game last year. We beat Kansas in a game that shouldn't have been close. But how do you not know the offensive line that ahead? had? And, and, and how do you not go into the transfer portal and get some offensive linemen? And now he's got to do that this offseason. If he gets the offseason because we don't know if he's going to get the offseason. There's some things in his contract that say yes but. We don't know that for sure. And we do know a Hunter check is not one that likes to pull the plug on the hires that he makes. Which is fine and dandy. But yeah. the
0: I'm not I'm not be wanting to pull the plug either. From now on. But here's the thing. I, I I'm not wanting to pull the plug either, but I listened to the press conferences with Sam Pittman and I, I, I gotta be honest, uh Sam Pittman he sounds like a broken man. And I think I think after after me watching this this season of Razorback football, we have that in common. There's 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 a lot of there's a lot of broken fans out there, but I feel like we have a broken coach. I don't hear the voice of a coach who has a plan to turn around and sees light at the end of the tunnel. And I hear the, the voice of a coach who is Basically, and, and he was very honest and forward at the press conference saying that he made a lot of mistakes. You know, he obviously we were about to kick a field goal. wouldn't have ultimately made a difference in the score, but we are about to kick a 51-yard field goal, and he didn't call the field goal unit on the field in time because he was indecisive. We ended up taking a delay game penalty, pushed it back to 56, and we played it, and yep. that was completely on Sam. That's just right. poor for uh, game management, you know, and, and he's done that a lot. So uh, he, he owned up to those things, but I just didn't hear it from him that he's got a plan to, to, to do better in the future, uh, right. you know. So I, 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 I don't it know how much faith it. I have in him turning around. Um, it is sad to hear that and to, and to also hear that, you know, one of the reasons Dan
1: Enos is no longer the coach because they would go over the offensive game plan. Sam Pittman would be okay with it. Yeah. And then they would get to the huh. game and Dan Enos would call a totally different game than they agreed on. That's why he's no longer the Arkansas coach. And not just okay. like that. Breaking news today, that was Dan Enos was not coaching to win. It's almost like no. he was trying to sabotage what Sam Pittman has has tried to build back at Arkansas. Because this I mean just A few months ago, we're thinking, hey, you know, we we got a promise this year. And I think – and if it doesn't play out the way I think it's going to, I think you're going to see that Dan Enos was one of the main problems with this Arkansas offense.
0: Okay. I
1: do believe that. And so – Anyone
0: can do better. Anyone. If you bring in a wide receiver coach that that Mr. Guyton is and he's going to call the plays, what if we go? What if we go to the
1: swamp and we hang fifty on Florida, uh, uh, Jackson. Jackson? Do we know that? Do we know that Dan Enos was the problem then? Or what if we go and we score ten?
0: I mean, I think we've got some deeper problems. And again, Dan Enos—he—he didn't. I'm not putting the offensive line woes on him. Now, he didn't no, call he a no good game, time. but yeah. it is challenging when when you don't have. Uh, run blocking, or pass protection, it's challenging. It, I mean, let's be honest, it's it's challenging. Now, he was not anywhere close to up to that challenge, but right. I, I keep saying now on this podcast, I'm going to say it again. The strategy for the offensive coordinator for the Arkansas Razorbacks in our current condition of our offense needs to be to try to get 10 yards on almost every play. That, yep. That's the strategy. Right. Play every play like you're in a two-minute drill. Yep. Okay? Try to get yep. 10 yards. at the. If it's not there for some reason, throw it away. Yep. Next play, guess what? We're going to try to get 10 yards again. Yep. Next play after that, we're going to try to get 10 yards. And if we don't get it, then we'll punt. Punt on fourth and 10 that's if, right. if, if yep. we miss on all those plays. And yep. I'm not saying every play should be a pass, but yep. if you are going to do a run, whatever you do – the goal is if the if if you don't get ten yards on the play, it the play was a, was basically a failure. It, it was right. that, then you didn't meet your goal. Essentially, and we do not have the kind of offense that we can run and get five yards, pat ourselves on the back and think we're doing something. Yep. Five yards doesn't doesn't do the trick for us. Right. We got to get the ball downfield quickly. Because we cannot sustain, it's, it's like Pittman said in the press conference, you have a run that goes for five yards and then the next one goes for negative two. Yeah. Now suddenly it's, it's third and seven again. And, and you just wasted two plays on two runs that were designed to get five yards, but they weren't designed to get you the first down to begin with. That's You're throwing away plays. We we've got to we've got to play like a baseball team that's up there to hit home runs. We don't have enough hitters on our proverbial baseball team to hit singles and get people around the base. We only know that only one or two of our players uh, on offense is going to be able to hit to get a hit. So you might as well swing for the fence and make that hit a score. Right. Draw up plays. I mean, draw up plays that, that are designed to baffle the defense and get a big play. And for goodness sake, let's have some fakes. When you're this bad, you're not losing much. You know, I hate to put the defense in a bad, a, a bad spot too, but there's also times when a fake is a high uh, probability move. We, we had a fake um, the other – I was watching the NFL game. Uh, I was trying to think, but it was just a, a situation you wouldn't think they would fake it in, and they faked the punt, and it worked yeah, because they on, on weren't looking own, for it. I think
1: on their own fifteen-yard line. I mean, if, uh, we were watching the same game. Uh, I mean, it was very deep in their own territory. Yeah. yeah. And and
0: here here's the thing though, you speak of defense. Our, our defense, whatever our defensive game plan has been, it's been working. And, yes. And yes. So we're not asking uh, we're not
1: asking the offense to do a whole lot. How many points would have won that game Saturday? Eight
0: Before points.
1: You ask, eight eight points would have won that game Saturday. We didn't have to score fifty. We only Come needed on. to score eight.
0: So we needed the, three Cam Little field goals. The, the, Nine the, to the, seven.
1: The defense isn't being asked. I mean, the offense isn't being asked to do it a whole lot because the defense is no. like, "Hey, guys, we got you." Uh,
0: oh, uh, and, but, but here's the, the thing, Jackson. Game. Don't forget to
1: score in the second half. All you need to do is score a touchdown. You're going to win this game. We got you.
0: But listen, it's not like we're and it's not like we're asking the offense to do that against Alabama. Okay, we're asking them to do it against Mississippi State, who coming into this game, no SEC team who has played them anywhere, anywhere has scored less than thirty-seven points against Mississippi State. We needed eight at home. Okay, That's why you fire Dan Enos. That's why this is a dumpster fire. Because Mississippi State has been the most porous defense in the SEC so far this year. The most porous defense by points, period. They've never given up less than 37 points to an SEC opponent. And... Um, we, we dominated time of possession it wasn't like their team was moving the ball because they had the backup quarterback they didn't even play with their quarterback so they're not dominating time of possession we actually beat them about three and a half minutes with our sorry three and a half, three and out offense we still had had more time of possession than they did so there's just no excuse for it there's no excuse for any team i mean even even uh, the, uh, you, Central Arkansas would be hanging their head, okay, if if they played that type of game and lost to Mississippi State and couldn't generate eight points. It's just not acceptable. It's not acceptable. And,
1: and, and here's the thing, you know, and this is this is what I want to see. You know, we got a bye week, okay, and we have somebody new calling and plays on offense. But this is what I want to see when we when we play our next game. I want to see some scheme. You go into that tape of your opponent that's coming over, the Florida Gators, and you figure out what has beat them. What have other teams done to score touchdowns? Can we run this play right here? Because it's already worked against Florida. They've already filled for it. Can we run this play? And you don't have to make it complicated for KJ. Well, maybe it's eight plays that work. Okay? Run those same eight plays 30 times if you have to. If it works, use it. If it doesn't, Throw the play away and don't ever go back to it. We need things right now that work. That's what we need. That's what they have to figure out during this bye week is how I want want to see some kind of offensive game plan, some kind of scheme that you've been in the film room that you look at tape and you know what your opponent's weaknesses are. The The defense has done it for you all year. We shut Alabama out for a half. They scored three points in the second half. The defense is saying, hey, Whatever adjustments we're making, we got you, boys. Now y'all go score some points and win us a football game. Yeah.
0: And now we we do need to give Mississippi State credit where credit's due. They did have a bye week to prepare for us. So Mississippi State studied our team. But it's like I told you last week, Jackson, this isn't the first time we've been sorry on offense. We were sorry against Alabama last week. We scored 21 points. But it was on broken plays. Those broken plays, they were a Band-Aid on the real problem, which was that we weren't calling any plays that worked. So the way we were getting yards and scoring, and scoring touchdowns, no and we were two for two in the red zone uh, last week. But the way we were getting down there to the red zone to begin with, you can't score in the red zone if you never get there. And that's what happened to us this past week. We never got there. But the way we were getting to the red zone against Alabama was broken plays where KJ was either running for his life or shucking uh, cornerbacks off of him who had blitzed, unblocked, and throwing it to the man that they were supposed to be guarding before they rushed. That's That's not an offense. No,
1: it's not. percent of the problem or 85 percent of the problem or 60 percent of the problem but like we've already went over and over and over again if you can't block anybody it doesn't matter what play you call it doesn't matter who's the quarterback who's the running back if you can't block anybody it's not but, but you're 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 going got to work but you've got to lean that too you've got to i mean again there are there are things you can
0: do to, to it didn't even, get, even around get around that. that. Uh, 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 you, know, you know, The play calling, play calling was, was just defeated. It was almost designed, designed to, to lose us the, lose us the, the game. game. Right. So, so just, I mean, completely just completely unacceptable. Acceptable. But, uh, but uh, anyway. Uh, anyway. Well, wh- what we need what to we do, need do is, is we need to, need to do the same thing. thing to Florida that Mississippi State just did to us. And we can do it. We can do it. If, obviously, if we have a complete... Uh, renaissance on offense, we can do it. But it's like I said in in the podcast last week, um, if if we if we play and we if we basically expect Mississippi State to come in and just hand us a win on the platter, just because just because we're entitled to it, we're going to get beat. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, I think it was even worse than that. Just complete uh, lethargy on on the offense's part um but but the same thing with Florida if Florida just expects us to come into the swamp and lay down for them then Florida's going to be beatable even though they've been very good at home this year they're going to be beatable and I'll tell you Jackson this is kind of for me obviously if we went out we can still get a bowl but this game to me is kind of the last one that's really we really have a chance to, do something this season that's going to be memorable. If we if we win in Florida, that's going to be a memorable win. That We've never yeah. done that before. Never. And so we couldn't get it done in Alabama. You know, we couldn't beat anyone else in the SEC, even lost to BYU. But yeah. we can somehow get this Florida win, uh, the season won't be a complete loss.
1: I, I totally agree. I, I mean, I, I couldn't have said it better myself.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, we're, it is a bye week, so we're, we're going to probably give the football or at least the Razorback football a break for now. And uh, we're going to look around the country and see what happened in other football games, Jackson, last yeah. week. Uh, we had some good ones. Uh, let's start with the big boys out, uh, out east. I'm talking about Ohio State and Penn State. Yeah. Uh, what, what, how did how did that one
1: go down, Jackson? Well, the you know the the score you know is really more lopsided than the game was. I mean it was I mean it was just a, a heavyweight bout uh, for about two and a half quarters, and uh, and then Ohio State just kind of pulled away and uh re- really hurt really hurt my feelings about how I feel about Penn State because uh I, I just again another team that just seemed that they had no offense. They they could generate no offense and, and Ohio State had their struggles too, so just a really good game. Uh, it just uh, didn't turn out the way I thought it was going.
0: Well, it it, it did I did actually expect that to happen. I expected Ohio State to win by out one possession. That's what what happened. And it, it goes right along with my evil plan. Uh, evil plan Jackson for the Big Ten. And that is Ohio State beats Penn State. Penn State beats Michigan. And then Michigan beats Ohio State and it's complete anarchy. But let's just throw an extra wrinkle into everything now. Is the sign-stealing scandal. Have you heard about this out for the University of Michigan?
1: I I haven't. I have not.
0: Sign-stealing. They actually have, uh, it's apparently illegal to go not not that we've been doing this certainly, but, but to <laughs> at Arkansas as as you can tell from the our, our, our lack of offense. But it's illegal for it to, to send a scout to other schools to basically either videotape or figure out their defensive signs while because they don't have we you know you don't have headsets in college, but to figure out their defensive signs to figure out what kind of defenses that they're running. Now I'm sure a lot of schools do something to um, disguise that you know almost like baseball you want to change those signs up obviously but they have someone at the university of michigan who has went to like 11 games last year in his own name and he's uh, actually a a member of the football staff for opponents who michigan was going to play either one of the other teams in the game uh michigan was going to play in the future and um and it's, it's some pretty juicy stuff if you read up on it. I, I mean, it's it sounds pretty compelling. He actually bragged about it on his, uh, I think, LinkedIn page of being wow. able to exploit scouting vo- vulnerabilities for opponent opposing teams, which it sounds like a, a red flag to me. But so Michigan's under some heat right now. And let me tell you, if it, if it comes down to it, first of all, I think Michigan – I'm convinced, but based on the story, that Michigan has been using this to their advantage. I think it's going to be harder for them to win games. Because if that's true, that explains a lot. Because, you know, Michigan has been a team that's always kind of struggled to get over the hump. And in the past couple of years, suddenly they're beating Ohio State and, you know, uh, bounding into the uh, – Playoffs and, and they just, their program has is, is taken such a acceleration. It seems like there's something fishy there.
1: Yeah, so, you know, and it hasn't really, but it hasn't really helped them when they got to the playoffs because they get to the playoffs, they get beat up on because they're playing an opponent that hasn't been scouted like that. So that would make sense. Uh, that would make sense why they get dumped when they get to the playoffs.
0: Yeah. It definitely, I mean, and again, yeah, you're right. It's not no point they haven't scouted. Yep. So I mean, I'm interested in two things. One, I'm thinking that Michigan is not going to be as good as they have been because they're not going to be able to use that anymore. But number two, I'm thinking there's going to be some controversy with the voters that if Michigan does drop a game, and I expect them to drop a game. I expect them to either lose to Penn State or Ohio State. I don't expect them to beat both. Or, alternatively, lose the Big Ten championship game. I don't think they're going to win all three of those. Right. But when they do drop that game and they're, the, they're a one-loss team and they're making that argument to be in the playoff, how is that going to affect them? It's going to be some controversy. I mean, are you going to, let, you going to keep out a one-loss Texas who lost to Oklahoma? Because
1: yeah,
0: I know. Hey, hey, the <laughs> plot thickens. So we we do <laughs> we do have a lot of stuff. But but the key was Ohio State beating uh, Penn State. We needed that to happen, or else Penn State could just run the table, and there wouldn't be an argument because Penn State is that good of a team. But yeah. I'm looking for Penn State uh, one of these upcoming weeks. I'm, I'm thinking is it week ten? I think it's week eleven. I believe week eleven. Penn State uh, faces uh, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me see what that'll be. Week that that'll be November. November eleventh. Penn State hosts Michigan. So that's wow. going to be a really exciting one. Anyway, we're looking a little too far ahead, but that'll
1: be a good game.
0: Yep. Uh, another good game out there. We had, uh, of course, Alabama against Tennessee. I watched most of that game. Um, Tennessee led 20 to 7 at half in Alabama. Yeah. And anybody who had gone to the sports book and had placed a bet on Tennessee, who was, I believe, a, a 10-point underdog in that game. And anybody who had had placed a bet for Tennessee to just lose by 10 or less, and I'm not saying that was me, but I'm not saying it wasn't either, okay? Uh, (laughs) They were feeling pretty good. They were feeling pretty good about that bet. And Alabama, who couldn't generate – they only scored three points against Arkansas. Against Arkansas, yes, us, in the second half last week. And actually got outscored by Arkansas. Um, I'm trying to think 15, 15 to 3 in the second half. Well, they found a way to outscore Tennessee, number uh, 11 or number 17 team in the country, 27 to nothing in the second half. End up winning the game 34 to 20 and covering the spread for all those sorry Tide fans.
1: <laughs> you know, what it is. And it's, uh, it's, it's it's really a, a scary thought to think that you know that Arkansas might have been the last wake up call that Alabama needed uh, because they they seem to have figured some stuff out on offense in that second half against Tennessee and uh, that doesn't that doesn't bode well for for Alabama's future opponents this year. I
0: mean. Alabama is a weird case. It's a weird case. There's nothing really that I saw in that game that made me think they were any better than when it started, which is I thought they weren't very good. But, that man, they made plays when they had to, and Tennessee just wilted over and over again under the pressure. Obviously, the Alabama defense was very strong. They scored a fumble recovery for a touchdown the second half there. The offense, it's almost like the opposite of Arkansas. Alabama does not have a lot of talent on offense, but the play calling is so good. The play calling is so good. It's it. They just, they got the right play in the guys open. All you got to do is throw a pass in the general vicinity, have him catch you. Or, or of course running, they have a lot better offensive lines. So they're able to run the ball. But, um, but man, it was, uh, I don't know what to make out of Alabama. they they're, just so well coached, but just, they don't have the, the players. They don't have the players to be in the upper echelon. That's my assessment so far. Yep. Um, I,
1: mean, I I agree. I agree with that.
0: Moving on, uh, uh, Michigan beat Michigan State 49 to nothing. I think that raised some red flags there about, <laughs> about the scouting. Um, you, when that news story breaks, you probably don't want to beat somebody that bad. Yep. Uh, in Michigan State, by the way, in Lansing. Uh, another game I thought was going to uh, go differently, Florida State ended up pulling away from Duke 38-20. to You would not know by that score that at one time it was uh, – let me see here. What, what was the score at one time? At one time it was 17-7 to Duke
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. in the second quarter. And, uh, yeah, I was
1: say they were up by ten at one point, and just uh, I don't know. Florida, Florida State might you know might, might be just that team that uh, just just keeps figuring out how to win games. I mean, they
0: well, some close calls, and that one just
1: wasn't close uh, in the second half.
0: Well, well, Duke took a lead into the second half, twenty to seventeen, and Florida State did the same thing that they did to LSU. They are a second half team. They absolutely barnstormed them twenty-one to nothing in the second half. Didn't allow a point and put up three unanswered touchdowns. Probably could have put up more, but you know, eighteen points was more than sufficient to do the job. I mean, Florida State, they make an adjustment at halftime. That's what coaching does for you. You gotta make that adjustment at halftime. Obviously, um, you know, Arkansas has been doing that on defense. Our defense is doing it. Our offense is not. No. Our offense is not. But I I digress. Uh, Let's see what other games that we had went on this past week that were – I know we had Washington State play Oregon after Washington State embarrassed themselves. If you want to think that the Hawks got embarrassed, imagine getting beat by unranked Arizona about 38 points at home. That's an embarrassment. So – yeah. Washington State was coming off of that, trying to save face against Oregon, and uh, they did make it a somewhat of a game, but Oregon handily beat them thirty-eight to twenty-four.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oregon, Oregon. Uh, I mean, even after the loss to Washington, Oregon still looks really good. They still look really good.
0: But now let's hear let Let's talk about the upset of the week, Jackson. And I'm looking squarely at you because I expect you to give me these, these upset-of-the-week games in advance. And last I week, I, 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 I want to th- say that you told me this game was not going to be close, not even worth paying attention to, and, and I totally agree with you. I hate to say it. But the North Carolina Tar Heels got upset in Chapel Hill, and it you always gives me a lot of satisfaction to say that on this program. The Virginia Cavaliers got their second win of the season somehow, some way, and and beat them thirty-one to twenty-seven in Chapel Hill, knocking off previously undefeated North Carolina and pretty much ending—or I say pretty much ending. Let me put that yeah. more affirmative: ending any chance that North Carolina had to compete for the playoff.
1: Absolutely, in my book. Yeah, that's that's roasted and toasted and done. Uh, it's, it's, that hope's not coming back.
0: No, you you can't lose to Virginia at home and and go anywhere, especially playing in the ACC schedule. So
1: that's absolutely great.
0: So that that one right there was quite sweet. Um, Def,
1: definitely he, not one I think coming for sure.
0: Yeah. Now here's a game that kind of shocked me a little bit, Missouri. How in South Carolina, thirty-four to twelve. I really thought South Carolina. After the coach breaks his foot, kicking something, after yeah. the after losing to Florida by two points, you think your team would be fired up that the coach, you know, cares he believes that much in you and cares that much about about you that he's he's breaking bones in his body. He's so angry that you're not playing. Good. You think you would come out with fire? Yeah. Thirty-four to twelve, Missouri. Explain that to me, Jackson.
1: Uh, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm kind of thankful that South Carolina is in the same league as we are because uh, it lets me know that there's other bad teams in our league too, and, and South Carolina is one of them. I mean, they're just, uh, they're they're, they're just not very good. And uh, but Missouri—they have a Missouri,
0: quarterback. What about Spencer
1: Missouri pounded them. them. Missouri pounded them. I, I mean, it, it, it didn't matter. they, they got pounded. Uh, and they're, they're, they're one of the teams in our league uh, that I'm thankful for, but Arkansas is not the only team that sucks. And uh, I, I <laughs> would never think that those words would come out of my mouth about our team, but we just have to face reality. Uh, this this season ha- has not been good for us or, yeah. or for the South Carolina Gamecock fans out there. Just, it's, it's just not a good year.
0: Well, I, this is the sad thing, Jackson, is because – this has been the progression of Razorback football in relation to the Missouri attackers, the battle Line rivalry, okay? When Missouri came into the conference, we looked down our nose at them, and I was personally offended yeah. that Missouri was considered our rivalry game and not LSU. Absolutely. Personally, I think everyone felt that way, that Missouri's beneath us. Well, Missouri started beating us every year. And suddenly, it became a thorn in our side, to where Missouri is pretty much on the same level as us, if not, you know, almost almost uh, giving us a little bit of an inferiority complex that, yeah. that Missouri is, you know, which is which is shameful in football. It's flat out shameful. It's, it's well, shameful
1: to think that they might actually be better than us.
0: Hey, you. flash forward to this year. I'm telling you, Andrew, I am quivering with fear. I'm quivering with fear, okay, at the thought of Missouri coming into Arkansas, playing us yep. at our own stadium, and, and thinking about what they might do to us yep. based on what I saw recently. Because and I'm, and I'm
1: trembling even more than you are because, you know, if, if, if we did have some kind of miracle turnaround, which I, I do not foresee, but we could be playing Missouri
0: and having to beat Missouri become bowl eligible. Yeah. And, and, and I, I just,
1: I, I hate to say it. I mean, right now, I'd have to give the edge to Missouri in that game if that was the scenario. Uh,
0: yeah. Because here's the thing, Jackson. We've lost home games this year. We've lost two home games this year, the Razorbacks that have in favor. Yep. It's amazing we've only lost two with how much losing we've done. But neither one of those games – Did we expect to to lose? Huh? (laughs) We haven't haven't
1: been there enough to play
0: them. I know, that's true. I'm just telling you, neither one of those games did we expect to lose. I can't think of a game really in recent memory that we played in Fayetteville that we've expected to lose. I'm telling you, your program has gone to a different low when you start having games that you expect to lose at home and you then get manhandled. And that's what I'm worried about with Missouri because I'm worried about Missouri coming in last game of the year, and we're in the fetal position and basically saying, please don't beat us so bad, just to completely expect them to lose that game. If we win that game, it would be a shock. And then Missouri beating us just like we feared they would. That, That would be a new low because it's one thing to lose at home, but it's another thing to expect to lose at home and then get beat. That's 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 a different different level. Anyway, I digress. So that's just looking ahead, though. Hopefully, we'll turn around before then. Um, Uh, Another, probably the second biggest game that I saw last week: Utah USC. No way that US that Utah was going to beat USC for the third time in the past year. There's just no way. Yep.
1: So what happened?
0: So Utah beat them for the third time in the past year. They went into USC, yep. beat them thirty-four to thirty-two. Once again in the late game, Utah got in in uh, Caleb Williams's head. They got in the whole USC's team's head, and and USC they they choked it away. Yep. They choked Caleb it away. Williams, they they could that. not Caleb stop. They had they one had a one-point one lead. lead with less than a minute to play, and they could not stop Utah from driving almost the length of the field to set up a chip-shot, 38-yard field goal for the win, just yep. just a collapse.
1: You know, and, it, and that's, that's Caleb Williams' kryptonite other than Tulane. He, he can't beat Utah. Um, yeah, and, can't
0: and beat. And, and you think they would be preparing all year thinking, man, when Utah comes to the town, that's the one game we're getting up for.
1: And he'll, go, and he'll go to the NFL having not beat Utah. <laughs> I
0: mean, Unless they play in the Pac-10-12 championship.
1: Well, I, I don't foresee that happening now that the USC has you know, dropped a couple of games. I, I don't foresee
0: it. Well, that. Uh, hold on. Now, the, one of the games they dropped was Notre Dame. So they've only got one loss in conference. Utah only has one loss in conference, and that was last week to uh, – or two weeks ago to Oregon State, so if Utah ends up beating Oregon yeah. this next yeah, week, which I, I guess uh, I think we've up cleaned or up or most of the games yeah, this Washington past week happen. here, I'll be want to fast forward to the next. Uh, Washington got a somewhat ugly win against Arizona State, fifteen to seven, had an Arkansas-like game, but survived.
1: I mean, we should definitely look at uh, this week's games of uh, considering that we don't have to worry about uh, Arkansas losing this week. Well,
0: hey, hey, we got we got one more game to talk about though, Jackson. This was a heartbreaker. I don't know if you saw the highlights, Minnesota and Iowa. Oh, uh, what
1: a way! What a way to lose! Uh, wow, that's, awesome. that, that's just wow.
0: that hurts me as a, as a college football and sports fan. It hurts me. But let me let me take everybody through this. Iowa was down by two points, and they were getting the ball in the. Uh, how many seconds was it to play?
1: Uh, I, I I don't I don't actually recall uh, how much time was left.
0: at the oh with one minute twenty one seconds, uh, uh, Minnesota was punting to Iowa, and the. Uh, punt returner the ball landed about the 45 of iowa the punt returner the ball was kicked to the side and he used his hand to point over and basically point at the ball to tell one of his blockers where the ball was or point to it did not in any way raise his hand or anything he's just pointing at it well anyway the ball landed the kick returner picked it up and he ran it back 54 yards for a touchdown and they reversed the touchdown saying that when he pointed at the ball that that was a fair catch signal which Church. is Church. preposterous i mean to me it's very preposterous because there's no way anyone seeing him first of all the the defense didn't stop what they were doing they tried to tackle him they completely tried to tackle him so it didn't fool anybody if that's what it was was a Fair catch single, quote unquote. But number two, getting raised in any way, he's just pointing to the ball, and they took the touchdown away. It killed me.
1: Yeah,
0: it. And even worse, Iowa. Now they still had a chance, you know, still had a little bit over a minute left to go down to get within field goal range. Couldn't do it. They lost the game, twelve wow. to ten. Number twenty-four, Iowa, for their second loss of the year. Said uh texas barely survived a much closer than expected game in houston 30 uh, 31 to 24 only a one touchdown win late in the second half that game was tied 21 to 21 i'm sorry 24 to 24 it was tied with six minutes left to go in the game wasn't until five and a half minutes that texas went for the go-ahead touchdown and you end up holding on. So Houston, who was uh, three and three coming to the game, they had some upset aspirations.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know Texas. I mean, I, I just think that you know Texas is going to be their own worst downfall to keep themselves out of playoff contention because you know they they almost let Houston slip up and get them, and you know and they still they still have some other teams that have that same mentality left on the schedule. So. They can't just go out there just roll the ball out there and and expect to win because they got a target on their back right now
0: yep they do they absolutely do especially an in-state team like that love nothing more than to hang that trophy on their wall all right so we're moving on to to this week's game jackson and uh let's talk about the uh the biggest cocktail party in the world georgia against florida undefeated georgia number one in the country uh, technically, the home team is Florida, but we know they play this in Jacksonville. Right. Uh, who's five and two, coming off a, um, a victory? Latin, I'm sorry, not coming off victory, coming off of a bye week and having two weeks to prepare. Who you got, Jackson?
1: Well, they're they're five and two, and I'm just going to go ahead and say that they're heading to five and four because there's no way they're beating Georgia this weekend, and uh, and they're going to be so dejected after you know the. The, the sourness of the cocktail party is wore off, that there's no way that they're going to be able to beat a struggling Razorback team in the Swamp. So they're 5-2 and heading to 5-4. and four. Uh, I like Georgia in a big way over the Gators this weekend.
0: You know, I hope so. I, I don't know if it's going to be a benefit for them to lose to Georgia before playing us, but or if that's going to motivate them. We'll, we'll find out. Hopefully it'll be Definitely. just like our loss to Alabama. We lost a big one to Alabama by a close score, hung our heads, and came back and got whooped by Mississippi State.
1: That's
0: right. Hopefully it happens to Florida. <laughs>
1: All
0: right, now we got a big one out west. Seems like nothing but big games. There's a big game out west every week. Number 13, Utah, fresh off their win, in USC, hosts – the number eight Oregon Ducks. Oregon wow. is a six and a half point favorite, but who's going to win, Jackson?
1: Well, it's, you know Utah is a tough place to play, and you know they just came off a really big win, and uh, you know this 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 has the mechanism to be a, a, a classic. And I'm going to go. I'm going to go for the home team to win a, a classic, uh, probably some type of a shootout. Uh, I'm going to go for Utah. Upset Oregon
0: Okay, at home, man. That's after beating USC. They're going to upset Oregon at home. I hope that's not your upset of the week, Jackson.
1: No, no, I would say it's upset of the week uh, potential, but I mean, it, it's it's definitely going to be an upset uh, because Oregon's going in there, and most of the country is expecting them to win that game, uh, except for Utah.
0: So, how about this? Play. How about the? How about this for your upset up of the week? Number 23 UCLA 5 and 2. 17 point favorites at home this weekend. 6:30 p.m. Central on ABC against the Colorado Buffaloes. What you got, Jackson? Oh man, that's that's very tempting. Uh very tempting for a lot of reasons. So why is it why tempting, is it tempting Jackson?
1: You know, you know, Coach Crum, and you know his quarterback is the helm. But I, I, I can't pull the trigger on this one. I, I've got to go. I've got to go for UCLA. Uh, in the- <laughs> All I've right. I've been so terrible with these picks this year. I just got. I've got to stay with chalk right now. I just, I just got to. All right. Now
0: here's a juicy one right here. This is a juicy one. Number 21, Tennessee, reeling off of a loss, a a uh, loss where they basically blew the game to Alabama, which is completely wilted in the second half. They traveled to Kentucky. The Volunteers are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Who you got, Jackson? Uh, it's, it's, it, it is a
1: juicy one. Uh, I'm, I'm just not – not... Riding with the home field advantage right now, though I'm, I'm, I mean, aside from the greatest podcast in the world, home field advantage right now doesn't mean anything to me, anymore. and I'm gonna go for Tennessee. Oh, it doesn't right. mean anything.
0: That's, that's our podcast, man.
1: No, I'm talking about the actual home field advantage. Going for the
0: home <laughs>
1: team. going for the home team. I mean, we have the greatest podcast in the world. Don't don't get me wrong. But going for the home team, just it, it doesn't mean anything to play at home anymore. You know. The home teams are losing all the time right now, and I'm going for another home team to lose. I'm
0: going for the Volunteers. Case in point, I hate to jump to a different point here, but you you, you really brought it out for me here. Um, The ALCS, Houston Astros against the Texas Rangers, just went seven games, folks, seven games, and the home team lost every single game, all seven. The Astros started out. Did not you didn't out.
1: hear that. Folks on the home field advantage podcast that is that is outside interference that came from outer space. Uh, we don't know where that originated from. Has nothing to do with this podcast. <laughs> okay, I didn't <laughs> uh, hear
0: anything.
1: Just, just a crazy stat, though. I mean, I mean, you, you, you think that home field matters, and you got all these fans behind you, and apparently in the AOC uh, ALCS it didn't matter at all.
0: Didn't matter at all. Married off. So the Rangers are going to the World Series. We, we have established that. And,
1: and, and we might as well talk about baseball because, I mean, uh, the, the team that we love right now in football is just, you know, it's, it's, it's a dumpster fire right now. So any other sport is welcome right now.
0: Exactly. And that's, yeah. So, uh, But we don't know who, who they're going to be meeting right now. Actually, they are playing the Game 7 of the NLCS in which, thankfully, home teams have won a few times. But the home team, the Phillies, the Phillies need to win one game at home in the last two. They lost last night at home. They're playing again tonight in Philadelphia. And Arizona's ahead 3-2, to two, top of the sixth. So could be a similar home team collapse. But it just underscores your point, Jackson. Home team advantage doesn't mean that much anymore. It meant something it meant a lot when you and me were growing up. Oh, I mean, yeah. you you didn't, and I will say, I, I think the sport nowadays where it means the most is probably college basketball. Uh, I, would, I
1: would have to, I would have to, uh, I would have to agree with that. I would, I would have to agree with that because it is, and, and the Razorback basketball team, as good as they've been these last few years, they very rarely win on the road in the SEC. It's just, it's so tough to do. And so, yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, the home, the home court advantage in, in college basketball, I would say, still exists.
0: Speaking, of, well, I guess we. It might be a good time to touch briefly on basketball. The Razorback basketball team has their uh, their first exhibition game. It is an exhibition, unfortunately. Uh, we talked about this off air. I'm. Yeah. Sad that it does That's not exactly count, but we team. have.
1: Huh? Actually, their second exhibition. I think they they've already played one. Uh, I, okay. I, I don't remember the opponent. Uh, I did hear that they won the game uh, pretty handily, uh, like they should have. Uh, but yeah, this one this one coming up is a big one. I uh, don't understand how you schedule this or how you get the teams to travel and everything. But uh, go ahead and tell them who the opponent is for the for the men's basketball team.
0: None other than the number three, third ranked in the country, Purdue Bankers.
1: You know, and the, the only reason that I can think of Big Mo that you would schedule it as an exhibition game, I guess it's kind of like a NFL preseason game. Uh, you kind of want to see where your team's at, so you want to put them in a you know, big-game scenario against a big team. And I, I think that's what, however they made it work, that's what Coach Musselman's got in mind because if we're going to make a deep run like we're expecting to once again, these are the kind of teams you're going to have to beat when you make that run. So why not have an exhibition game with them? see how you are, yeah. see where your team is, and so, I mean, I, I think it's, I mean, it's a very strategic move by Coach Muss and I just kind of hate it for college basketball fans that it's, you know, not something that everybody's going to see. Uh,
0: that's true, and but I really think it's actually probably brilliant, because you, like you said, you get to match up against a top-level opponent, but you don't have to worry about taking the nail. Because realistically, we most likely would be taking an L against Purdue right now. They have a lot of good players coming back, and yep. we got a lot of new faces. And uh, I like being able to, to see what they got and see where we're at, but not have to, to worry about affecting our win-loss record. It's Absolutely. it's really a good thing.
1: Yep, uh, and I, I agree with that. And, you know, it, it's very sad. That towards the end of October that we we're already turning our attention to basketball, but, I mean, we might as well because, uh, I mean, the football team is in a – we have to win the rest of our games scenario to, to even make a bowl game. And so yeah. we might as well touch on, on, the, on that basketball team a little bit. Uh, I think you told me the uh, preseason rank number 14. And so, I mean, that's
0: – Yes, that we're number 14 in the country. Start the year.
1: Voters are saying, "Hey, you know, this is a team that could make a run uh, deep into March." That's that's what yep. that's
0: what it that's what it spells out to me. Just like Coach we did last and, year, you know. And just to just to throw a little kudos to Coach
1: Musselman, you know, he has the most experienced team that he's going to ever put on the court between the players that have transferred in and the ones we already have. There's thirty five years of experience on this on this arkansas basketball team 35 years of college basketball experience between these players so it's not a young team it's not a young team full of freshmen unexperienced guys he, he's got some veterans out there and we'll, we'll see what happens
0: wow I, I like those statistics jackson you really bring it home by adding up all those years i mean man that's well, i got as much experience as, as we have uh, more experience yep. probably yep unless all we're my, watching over two
1: yeah, we could have yeah, been exactly no. <laughs> uh
0: not many games honestly in college football that are really worth getting excited or, or talking about um most of them are, are just pretty much going to be blowouts uh yeah. one of them that's uh, that i'll just go through the blowouts here indiana is going to get spanked by penn state uh i, I think notre dame is going to handle Two and five, Pittsburgh, without a problem. Agreed. Uh, I know the two-lane green wave are going to walk over the Rice house. Don't even have to mention that. Uh, Wisconsin is five and two, but they're not going to be able to hang with Ohio State. Or, or, or you not tell me all. your thoughts. Maybe, not,
1: maybe that'll not, be a
0: better game than I think. It's not, in Wisconsin. I, I don't.
1: I don't foresee that being being a game, and uh, unless Wisconsin's really got some tricks up their sleeve, I, I don't. I
0: don't foresee Ohio State stumbling there. Wisconsin has not beaten anybody this year with any type of name. Yeah. Uh, I would I would be shocked, but you know, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's not just a laugher. Ole Miss is going to crush Vanderbilt. Yeah. Uh, we have we have a game here. Uh, North Carolina goes to Georgia Tech. I just I don't. After North Carolina got beat like that, I just don't see them. What do you think, Jackson? I will give you a chance well, to call that one. After, Eleven and a half point after, favorite for the top well, Tar Heels.
1: Get, after getting beat up like that, you know, by a team that they were expected to win, and then you have one week to prepare for the triple option, which is almost impossible to defend. I, I, I just, I, I think Georgia Tech is, uh, is, is, I mean, this is a perfect storm, and I think North Carolina's right in the eye of that perfect storm. Uh, I like, I like Georgia Tech.
0: Wow, all right. Well, there's your upsell of the week, folks. 11.5-point favorite, North Carolina Falls in Atlanta to Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Love it. Uh, We have Washington visiting Stanford. Washington is going to smoke them. 26.5-point favorites. And we have uh, USC visiting Cal. USC is only 11-point favorites, but, man, you got to like USC against I'll, I'll, the three and four pull, bears. I've got
1: to pull for USC just to to have a little turnaround game
0: there. Yeah, uh, and I think they will. I I don't think California is going to give them much of a test. Uh, BYU travels to Texas in one of the more interesting games. The uh, uh, BYU is is Cougars are five and two. Texas is six and one. And Texas disappointed, made a closer game than we thought last week against Houston. Uh, we have a repeat of that this week, Jackson.
1: Uh, I mean, you know that that loss to to BYU could could make it. I mean, it, it's not ever going to taste good to us, but it could make it a little easier to digest if they were to knock off the Longhorns. But I, I don't, I don't think that that's a game that Texas is going to lose.
0: I don't think so either. But could be a better game than we think. Um, another game that's that's worth paying attention to: Number twenty Duke at number eighteen Louisville. Louisville six and one. Duke is now five and two after the loss to Florida State. Uh, who you like there? A- action. That, that sounds. That sounds like a, a February to March
1: basketball game. Uh, and uh, yeah, it does. So I think the last time I went for Louisville at home, I think they disappointed me. Uh, and. I'm, I'm really just – I'm not too high on home teams right now. So uh, give, give me Duke on the road.
0: All right. Duke on the road. And, again, the two losses this year are Notre Dame and Florida State, which are very quality losses. Otherwise, Duke has been an exemplary team, beating Clemson and, uh, and NC State. And uh, speaking of NC State, I, I don't think we, we touched on them at all uh nc state uh let's see hey hey here's your here's your game we got to pick four and three nc state they had a bye last week but four and three nc state at home against four and three clemson wow
1: what
0: do you think jackson how are
1: we gonna overlook that one of course yeah. we're going for the wolf pack at home i mean I've, I've said this many times on this test that is a very tough place to play and I think it's a place that still holds in college football, still holds somewhat of a home field advantage. And I like the Wolfpack.
0: One o'clock p.m. on CW Network should be nationally televised every year. One o'clock p.m. Central Time. I think it's the first time in at least ten years that neither of these teams are ranked when they play each other.
1: Oh, that's really but, that's really a good set there. Look at you yeah. Yo, That's a good set.
0: <laughs> then we got. uh I want to say. I think. I think I already said Florida State and Wake Forest. Uh, probably going to be a blowout by Florida State. But you giving yeah. Wake Forest a chance, Jackson?
1: No, not, not in the least. Not uh, in the State's least. Right yeah.
0: Oak, number six, Oklahoma plays at Kansas, who's now unranked. Oh, after well. <laughs> you got Oklahoma. We move after losing to uh, Kansas lost to Oklahoma State last week. Uh, and I think we had one more game here that was worth mentioning. Oh, oh yes. Uh, Oregon State plays at Arizona, the same Arizona that took USC to overtime on the road and beat Washington State by 38 on the road. Oregon State's the number 11 team in the country, but they're only three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Wildcats in Tucson. What's your thoughts on this one, Action? It's
1: probably going to be a lot like the USC game, and I think Arizona's going to lose another heartbreaker
0: uh, to Oregon State. And you think Arizona's going to lose another heartbreaker just like USC? All right. Well, it, it sounds like you will be close either way. Um, you know, my, while we're here, might as well clean up two SEC games. We've got Auburn hosting Mississippi State. Auburn is 3-4, and four looking for a win. Mississippi State riding high after 8. <laughs> we know what happened. I don't anyway. think we need to give Auburn any any positive note going forward that they I want to bring to Fayetteville in a few weeks so uh give me the bulldogs and i'm thinking mississippi state will have the quarterback back they were able to basically rest him for an extra week on the bye week that is the arkansas razorbacks <laughs> and save <laughs> him for the road trip to auburn
1: that's really sad uh I'm, I'm so thankful that vanderbilt is still part of the conference right now that's how
0: bad i feel about. South Carolina too there. Yes. Speaking of South Carolina That's the last game we cover this week South Carolina at Texas A&M
1: Wouldn't that, wouldn't like, that be poetic justice For, for Spencer Rattler just to, just to go to A&M And just show why he was a Heisman contender at one time But it's not going to happen Give me the Aggies at home
0: I have to agree with that uh, oh, and one game we didn't mention last week, Oklahoma only beat Central Florida by two points in Norman. It was a great game. Uh, Central Florida plays West Virginia this week. Uh, they've got Central Florida favored by six and a half. Any thoughts on that one?
1: Uh, what was the game?
0: <laughs> West Virginia at Central Florida. West Virginia is four and three. UCF is three and four.
1: Yeah, so, you know they—they've really showed some fight in their in their losses. Of uh, I, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna ride with them one time. Uh, give me, give
0: me right. Central Florida. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, I gotta I gotta drop a home favorite on your uh, not a home favorite, but a personal favorite for you on here. Well, Iowa State travels to Baylor. Iowa State four and three now, and somewhat surging yeah. after a. After two consecutive wins, one at home against TCU, 27 to 14, and then the Cyclones delivered a 30 to 10 thumping at Cincinnati last week that has put them back on our radar. Now they travel to Waco, Texas to play the three and four Baylor Bears. Believe it or not, Jackson, Iowa State is favored by two and a half on the road. But are they favored in the mind of Action Jackson?
1: Well, here's the thing. Uh, and I don't want to put it, you know, I, I think we've we've pretty much said that, you know, we, we're we Sam Pittman supporters on our podcast. And, and, and I do believe he will be our head football coach next year. But if he's not, there's a coach that I would hope would be on the short list for our candidates. And he coaches for the Iowa State Cyclones. And I, I like Iowa State to win this game. Uh, he, he's a coach I've kind of wanted uh, for a while on the hill, and I don't really know if he's ever been approached. But he's he's one that I I I've been a favorite of Matt Campbell for a while, and uh, I, I mean I love his coaching style, and I think he would be a great pairing with Travis Williams, and uh, and I, I like him I like him against Baylor uh, this weekend, the, the Cyclones.
0: All right. Well, hey, I, I'm I'm open open to that suggestion for sure. You know, we got um, we got Dave Van Horn from Nebraska, and then we yep. got, of course, Musselman. I think his his last stop before here was was Nevada. Am I correct? Yep. Yep. So we've we've gone, you know, out west, the Great Plains, to, and we've we've had success bringing coaches in from from reaching further away. Uh, and I mean, basically I looking I west. To, I don't want to so, be misquoted, and I don't want somebody to take that out of context. I'm
1: by no means an advocate that Sam Pittman's ship has sailed at Arkansas. I mean, I,
0: I'm, I'm I'm a little colder than you, Jackson. I'm not calling for it yet, but yeah, hey, I, I'm I'm watching I'm watching real closely, and
1: Campbell is not on that short list. I think Hunter check is making a mistake uh, because I'm
0: I'm I'm. I'm I'm usually very slow to, 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 I'm a lot, have a lot slower trigger than probably 90% of the people I'm in totally sports. Yeah. But okay. let me tell you, Sam Pittman, he has really, he's not impressing me at the press conferences. He's not, he's not showing a, a, a desire, an urgency. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough. I, 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 i I basically give him the benefit of the doubt that he just wants they got a lot of problems and he wants everybody to put it on him and you know that's just kind of his way of dealing with conflict and crisis but um but yeah it's you know he's he's gonna have to show me something because i i I just i've had the feeling right now that he does not have the um ability just just he's he's playing an an older style game he hasn't he hasn't graduated into the new era of college football and um you know if if he doesn't get with it and 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 change some things you know i can't see it improving and if it's not going to improve we got to make a change you know same thing with most you know hey i loved mike anderson Glad you brought this up. I was—I did not want to see Mike Anderson go. I was a big Mike. I was probably the biggest Mike Anderson guy out there. He was the coach I always wanted at Arkansas. And every time we came up short with Mike Anderson to the very end, I always gave him the benefit of the doubt, and I apologized for him. And I said the day he was fired, I said we made the biggest mistake we could have made. We're not going to find anyone better than Mike Anderson. We're going to go back. To the uh, to the days of the past when we're the last him in the SEC right. should never yeah. done that. Well, look what happened. We got yeah. we got Eric muscle
1: And and I and I agree with you. And, and and what what I what I hate to see is Coach Goodman's downfall is this in in one score games, in games that are decided by one score. Yeah. He, he, he's now he's now one he's now one in ten in those contests.
0: He's consistently getting out-coached. It's well, not bad luck. It's not bad luck. He is just literally not coaching as well as the other coaches.
1: Yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't argue with that. And, and uh, you know, and we, we will see. These, these next four or five weeks will be very telling about the future of Arkansas football uh, as well as uh, the future of Sam Pittman.
0: Hey, I'm, I'm with you. I'm I'm all for giving him another chance, especially until the end of the year. Let him let him play it through the end of the year, and the transfer portal does have some hope out there, you know. And don't forget the, the great hey. With the so, they've already done it with the
1: defense. That's got to, that's got to come into that's got to come into the conversation because the change on defense with the coaching with the the coaching change and the transfer portal players. That was, that was huge. That was great. So we know it can be done, but can he do it with the offense?
0: That's, yeah. that's the question right now. I hear you. And don't forget, you know, one of the greatest coaches of all time, if not the greatest in college, sport, John Wood. His, His first, I want to say, say, seven or eight, eight years in UCLA, UCLA, he stunk. He, stunk. he, he would, have would have been fired, fired any, any modern, modern program. program. And, and he turned, he turned around. around. And, he, and he became the greatest, the greatest you know, you know, greatest college, college basketball, basketball coach ever uh, uh, by most by people's most standards. A lot of trophies. So, so it takes you know, coaches to you coach time to develop, too. And speaking of coaching, you know, I don't even know if we need to even discuss
1: what's going on with our NFL teams right now because the Tampa Bay defense is so much like Arkansas' defense. You're giving up. You're only giving up 16 points, but you lose 16 to 13 because you can generate no offense at all. Yeah. You have the you have the ball first and goal is the eight, and you kick a field goal. Then what happens? Atlanta comes down, kicks a field goal, and beats you. Unacceptable. I'm I'm at a loss for words at what's going on with Tampa right now.
0: Just at a loss for words. Yeah, so and like they, the they were the Saints' Plate complete disaster against Jacksonville, Jacksonville. and just, just you know basically, basically getting outfoxed, out-foxed in critical situations. Um, I don't put it all on Derek Carr, but there's just a uh, uh, there's some chemistry problems with the Saints right now. Um, and you know Chris Olave got arrested I think yesterday for for speeding, which doesn't help anything. But honestly, I'm not sure Olave's helping the team. He's, he's just playing sorry, and I think he's got something against Derek Carr. I think he does not want Derek Carr to succeed for whatever reason. Um, and, of course, you know, we had a chance to tie the game. The Saints did at the end of the game at Jacksonville. Wide open receiver, back of the, back of the end zone, on, on third and goal. He didn't hit, the, hit our tight end, Moreau, right in the hands, and he dropped the pass. We would have tied up the game. We're down by seven, and uh that's how we lost it's it's that type of season for the saints it's well, just in the, if
1: there's any sport right now where there's a lot of parity i think it's the nfl
0: because yes uh yeah, there a is a couple of teams the nfl is just really wide open it really, it really is, is. I, that, that yeah, I mean especially, especially with the with Browns, the Browns uh, doing, uh, doing, what, doing they what they did beating the beat san, san francisco, francisco and, and then beating, of the, course uh, you know they san kind of expected to beat the colts but, but yep. um, um the Bills, the Bills lost, lost to, to, to the, who they lose to this past week. Um, The Bills dropped a game,
1: a crazy game, too. Oh, uh, That was just a crazy game. And I watched it, and I can't. Oh, oh New England. They dropped,
0: they dropped the game NBA to New England. And New England. And so, and, uh, like you I said, a parody. Yeah, definitely definite parody in the NFL right now. Uh, yep. You yep. know, there are a few teams that are probably favorite.
1: It's anybody's yeah. game at this point. And, yeah. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I think you know we've pretty much covered the the whole the whole spectrum of what's going on right now. And
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're coming into some good time of the year. College basketball is fixing the start. The NBA, the World Series is coming up, so it's just a great time. And the NBA actually yeah. started tonight.
1: Yeah, and what you know, whatever sport you like, uh, find some good friends, some good good fellowship, and enjoy it together. Uh, it sometime and uh, always a pleasure to be here and uh, and to, to talk sports and to uh, aggravate folks for a little while to make them laugh and uh, ultimately to, you know, just to uh, put some good content out there for you guys and uh, yep. Yep. so glad
0: to be here. Always a pleasure, always a pleasure you know, Jackson and, uh, and uh, we're going gonna... to... Take, I mean, I mean, I guess just I guess a just full, the, week, full week, week off, maybe a little more than a more week, than a and week catch, it, catch it, pick it back, it up, back after up after next week, course of, course we have of course we won't have any calls to talk about next, next week, week, so, so uh, uh, might, be, might abbreviated, be abbreviated, or we, or we just, might just, uh, skip over, skip over, over that, that week, that and if we don't have anything, exciting going on next week, but we'll be back on here soon. Yes, we
1: will, and, uh, I can just end it like always, I can just say amen to that.
0: Amen.